Welcome to the Liberating Mind, Body, and Spirit podcast, where we talk about liberation of mind, body, and spirit, the journey of being human, reconnection to ourselves, spirituality, and the unseen realms. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Miranda, holistic healer, Western-trained psychotherapist, Reiki master, and shamanic lineage descendant. And what matters most to me is helping people reconnect with their true selves and spiritual supports so they can share their gifts with the world and live their purpose. No BS, no bypassing or platitudes, just real talk. Let's go. Hi, friends. I'm so happy to welcome you to this inaugural episode. If we haven't met yet, I'm Dr. Christine Miranda, Western-trained psychotherapist, holistic healer, Reiki master, shamanic lineage descendant and guide, currently based in New York City and working independently in private practice. Trauma is my area of specialty, and a lot of my work centers around helping people heal from and navigate the challenges of living in this oppressive, patriarchal, capitalistic society so they can reconnect to their true selves, their ancestry, lineage, divinity, and purpose. I like to describe it as a deconditioning practice where we can return to old ways of being and relating that actually feel aligned with our spirit before colonization took over the world. I've already been having a lot of these conversations with my clients, so I thought it might be helpful to share this with others. And I have to say this part explicitly, this isn't medical advice and doesn't replace therapy. This is more educational and just a sharing of my personal experiences. What can you expect here? Well, We're going to have thought-provoking, honest, vulnerable conversations about some complex and challenging topics, mostly centered around liberation, living your truth, spirituality, and the inevitable messiness of it all. Sound good? Well, if you're on board, I invite you to join me in setting the energy and intention for this space to be one where we can go deep where we hold one another in unconditional regard, compassionate witnessing, respect, and grace in our continual learning and evolution. If you feel like you're always behind as you move through the challenges of living in this oppressive, difficult society, or if you find yourself wondering if you're doing something wrong that you're not getting it, then this episode is for you. Today, I wanted to talk about an aspect of liberation having an understanding of the mind. Not surprising to hear from a therapist, right? There has been greater discourse around wellness, healing, mental health, and trauma, which is great. However, there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to healing in terms of one method, type of support, modality, or therapy that will serve every single person. Seeking support can be a huge obstacle to overcome from making the active decision to mindfully care for yourself and address what needs healing, to the emotional and somatic unpacking that is inevitable as one heals. It can all feel like a lot, to the point where you may just freeze up or maybe avoid it altogether because you just don't know what to do. Or perhaps it just all feels too overwhelming. So not only that, but at the same time, you're trying to live well and grow as a person in this oppressive, patriarchal, capitalistic society while caring for others, your family, your loved ones, your community, and managing your career, as well as your other aspirations. 
where is there time and energy for anything these days? And the honest answer is that there really isn't any, at least not in this current paradigm. And that is part of what needs to be examined. We were born into, indoctrinated into this hierarchy. Just a side note, the term hierarchy in feminist theory, hierarchy is defined as a social system or set of connecting social systems built around domination, oppression, and submission. So basically, all the isms and all the different types of uh, systemic oppressions fall under this. So we are indoctrinated into this hierarchy where there is an erasure of connection to self, to body, to nature, and to community. And survival has come to mean being a part of this daily grind, making ends meet, sacrificing time, rest, relationships, perhaps even ideals and values, constantly engaging in competition, comparison, commodification, exploitation, hierarchy, inequity, all just in order to survive. You feel it, and others feel it too, myself included. I've been doing this work as a holistic healer and psychotherapist for over 15 years, and something that has consistently left me unsettled was that so much of what was being taught in these educational institutions did not feel congruent. Not congruent for me anyway. There was something that felt off. My community, my culture, worldview, spiritual practice, all of that did not fully fit. If anything, those integral aspects of my identity and being were judged negatively or pathologized for not conforming to normative white Western ways of living and seeing the world. It didn't feel right for my spirit, and I definitely didn't want to espouse and uphold a colonial patriarchal perspective that would not be helpful or empowering for my own community. I am American-born, but my roots are Austronesian, Filipino, Indigenous, and Hispanic. Trying to navigate these different worlds, that of American culture, the culture that I was surrounded by, and that of my family's culture and values, they seem to be in constant opposition to one another. But this was that in-between space I found myself in. Not fully belonging or fully feeling accepted by either. And I think that is a, a sentiment that many first-generation, second-generation uh, Americans, biracial, multiracial folks can perhaps relate to. For me, recognizing the ways in which my mind and way of being was colonized enabled me to, to deepen my roots to my lineage and my ancestors. And it also allowed me to reconnect to the true essence of my being. It truly has been so liberating and life-affirming. And I realize now I had to go through all of it. The feeling othered, which still happens, the not fitting in, the feeling confused and out of place, all of that in order to land here. One of my mentors said to me, if it's true for you, and if you think it can help one person, it's something to be shared. So here I am sharing space with all of you. If you're finding yourself feeling like there's something that you're not getting, that 
you don't quite fit in, that you're always behind, or even questioning if perhaps there's something wrong with you. My friend, please know that you are not alone and there is a way forward. Now the question of where to begin this process when you're feeling completely lost or swept up among it all. This is where therapy and other modalities can be useful to explore. But if you're not quite there yet, one simple practice to consider is to very simply come back to yourself, to your body, to your being, in order to get grounded and anchored. And in that process, being honest with yourself about what truly matters, looking at how you relate to yourself and others, and reconnecting with a way of being that is congruent and aligned with your values and who you want to be in the world. It is the practice of being in right relationship. This exploration of being in right relationship brought me back to an orientation of Kapwa. This concept is a foundational way of being, an orientation in my culture. And it was one that I grew up with, but I became more deeply acquainted with it through my elders and my teachers. From a Kapwa worldview, you are the other. You need the other, and you actually cannot completely heal without the other, because they're also you. Self and other are united and linked. In Kapwa, it is implied that there is a moral obligation to treat one another as equal. There is a shared identity, an essential humanity found in all of us that is to be respected and honored. Individual and community are interconnected, interdependent, and work together in solidarity. Thank you to my elder, Dr. Katrin Deguia, for the language. For those of us from more individualistic cultures or societies, and I say this as someone who grew up in the U.S., it is a completely different way of orienting oneself to others in the world. That idea of interdependence can be like the opposite of liberation, depending on your orientation to others. Individualism, power, and prestige are prized in Western cultures. That's not to say that that orientation is wrong, but it's more so about acknowledging what is there. Being curious and not living or perceiving in the extremes or absolutes. Liberation from a kapwa or right-relating perspective is different. The idea of oneself also includes layers and depths in terms of meaning. For example, Kapra starts on a one-to-one personal level with me relating in a considerate way to another person where there is a thoughtfulness in considering the well-being of the other person while also considering the impact of my actions, simply because they are human, just like me. If we go a layer deeper in connection, in relating, in relationship, from this perspective, we widen that circle. And on a community level, we consider the larger group operating 
from a shared belief and understanding of honoring boundaries and collaboration so that we may together live safe and well. Finally, on the deepest level, honoring all beings, human, animals, being seen and unseen, and rejecting injustice and discrimination so that all may live in peace, ultimately recognizing the divinity in me and recognizing the divinity in you as well and seeing that we are all connected. We are one. The metaphor that no man is an island is really fitting here. We can appear separate on the surface, but when you go deep through the layers, through the waters, all the way down, you see that actually we truly are indeed connected, all of us. Kapwa and right relating made sense to me on a soul level. For me, liberation of the colonized mind required honesty. It began with being able to identify my values, what matters to me, consistently living and practicing those values and separating what does not belong to me from what truly does belong to me. Asking and thinking critically over and over, do I really think and believe this idea or value? Or was I told to believe this idea or value? Was it inherited and just accepted? Essentially, it's a challenging of the status quo, the hierarchy. Challenging colonial, patriarchal, capitalistic ideas and values that have been communicated implicitly and explicitly to us that isolate, separate, denigrate, and exploit. It is in pushing against the conditioning of systems that reinforce these ways of perceiving that you find what is true for you. Perhaps the seed for liberation can be our understanding of relating how I relate to myself, to other beings, my environment, my community. How can I be in right relationship with others? How can I be in right relationship with other beings? And how can I be in right relationship with myself, which includes aspects that I'm proud of and others not so much? What could that look like? Imagine if you could relate to all in the most loving, honoring, and respectful way. It's not about transactional relating, but rather truly holding the other with highest regard and care. And as a result of our collaboration from that place, we create conditions for us to thrive collectively. And that becoming an embodied practice. In my experience working as a therapist along the course of my spiritual journey as well, I've come to understand that so much of what we are being called to do in this life is brain and spirit work. 
learning how to navigate our mind, body, emotions, and spirit, and hold each with thoughtfulness, respect, and care. More specifically, it's an invitation to decondition our minds and return to our roots, the gifts, traditions, knowings, and ways of our people before colonization, before patriarchy, capitalism, all took over the world. It's a way of being in community and interdependence, accepting the inherent value of all, including the practice of reciprocity and showing proper reverence, care, and respect. For me, it's been a return to my indigeneity, a way of being that my ancestors lived for thousands of years. I say that not in the sense of divesting from the modern world, but rather a carrying forward of wisdom traditions, knowledge systems, and practices that have been diminished, suppressed, hidden, erased, and forgotten. And a big piece of that is values, how we relate to ourselves, different parts of ourselves, to others, other beings, including the earth, including animals, extending to the unseen realms. We've all heard the golden rule before, treat others as you would have them treat you. But it is something that has lost meaning for many, I think. And it's become a platitude instead of a lived practice. How often are we unkind, judgmental, critical of ourselves? How does that unconsciously ripple out into our interactions with other humans and other beings? This is where the disconnect is. How our minds have become colonized, conditioned to believe the ideas of separateness, hierarchy, domination, superiority, inferiority, either or dualities, all of which are prevalent in Western society. Ultimately, we have become disconnected from our humanity, the parts of us that are vulnerable, parts in need of compassion, understanding, curiosity, and forgiveness as we continuously grow, change, and evolve, which is all inevitably messy. But maybe that's not a bad thing. Nature, as it evolves and changes, is wild and unbridled and far from being neat and measured. So maybe the messy in our own process isn't a bad thing at all. And in fact, it's perfectly normal and healthy. From my conversations with loved ones, friends, colleagues, clients, there is a consistent thread. Being a person in this society is hard, really hard. With jobs and the economy, needing to scrape by in order to survive is a real thing. Dealing with the oppressiveness we have to navigate as someone who holds several marginalized identities, it's exhausting. All of that is real. These difficulties are real. And what I'm presenting here is just a seed the beginning of a conversation. How can 
we move through this brain and soul work in a grounded way. I would say, start with you. Ask yourself, how can I be in right relationship with myself? How can I be honoring of all aspects of me and live in a way that is congruent with my values? Is there a part of me that I'm critical of or judging or even ashamed of? Maybe there is a part of you you'd like to understand better. What does that part want you to know? I invite you to actually be in conversation with all the different aspects of you and just really hold space and listen to what it says. There's wisdom there. Being heard and understood matters to all, including the different aspects of ourselves. This is part of the healing work. In connecting inward with ourselves, the different aspects of ourselves, we can deepen our understanding and expand our capacity for compassion, wisdom, and the plurality of experiences. By extension, we have the increased capacity to see that others have parts of themselves they carry too. That we are more alike than different. That our relationship with all beings rooted in this Kappa worldview allows for right relationship, coherent, congruent, steady relationships of mutuality, respect, honor, humility, and care. If we're able to relate to ourselves, parts of ourselves and others with this lens of right relationship, we can find our way back to one another and be in community again. Together, in our deconditioning, can we transform dynamics that have been shaped by systems and legacies of domination and replace them instead with one based in Kapwa, based in right relationship. Thanks for joining me today, friends. I hope this conversation about deconditioning, Kapwa, and right relating has helped to support you. To catch the latest from me, you can head over to christinemiranda.com to sign up to my email list. Or you can follow me on my new Instagram account at Miranda. Link and resources are in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Sending you all so much warmth and appreciation. Stay tuned for more conversations about liberating mind, body, and spirit. Here's to our collective healing and liberation. I'll see you next time. Bye.